This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Very welcome and uh, with us listeners. Um, this is a very, very important month for us as we follow as we follow Christ uh, in his walk. And uh, we've been busy with Lent and uh, doing our daily readings with Lent. And we're drawing very close to Easter. And um, this is a very, very important time of the year for us. And um, as we know, Lent, uh, perhaps some of you don't know about Lent, but Lent is a 40-day journey that Jesus took before he, he, he died on the cross. And um, it's a quick, and it's a good reminder of us to us of the forty days that he spent in the desert, where he was alone, and where he was hungry because he was fasting, and all the temptations, uh, the three major temptations that he faced. Frederick, just think about it. If if you know you're going to die, such a gruesome death on the cross, like mm. Jesus did, he knew. Mm. And um, so it started, like you said, 40 days before that, when he went in on a donkey with the palm leaves that people had put out for Mm, him. But mm. can you imagine how excruciating it must be with that knowledge of what's going to happen and what you're going into for these next 40 days? And uh, yeah, this is a very appropriate theme. Mm. As we, this month, we want to talk about, not for the next 40 days, but for the next 30 days or less than that, uh, we, we want to talk about friends and family members and of addicts mm. and the struggles they face. Um, we often talk to addicts and, of course, they have unique struggles, mm. but to also think about those living with people with addiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for many of them, I, I can imagine, you know, I, I come from addiction background, a tendency for addiction, and uh, was actively in sexual addiction for many years. Um, thank the Lord that I'm free of that now. And But just the agony, I... Uh, so this is actually quite a sensitive topic for me, Suki. Mm. Because I realize the pain, the harm, the hurt that I inflicted on you, um, and not me as a person, because I'm not a bad person, mm. but what the addiction has done to me mm. and to you as as my spouse, as my partner, as my dear wife. Um, and yeah, I I just went through many, many hours of agony. Um, not to the extent that Jesus did, but I went through many hours of agony just wanting to stop because I know I'm hurting you. I know it's sin, and I wanted to stop, but I just was not able to. And I can't imagine the the trauma and the betrayal and the, the broken trust that you, that you had to go through. And um, I can only think it was... It was difficult. Mm. Um, Yeah, sure. So, yeah, now we're going into the month uh, that we can talk about the difficulties for friends and family of those uh, that are caught in addiction Mm. and struggling against addiction. Mm. And, you know, um, 
in the beginning of uh, my addiction when it was revealed, and I just saw how many efforts that you had made to um, help me get over this addiction and uh, efforts that I had made and just saw that um, we really need a very, very clear guidance for family and friends, mm. uh, or maybe even you have a colleague that is struggling with addiction or with mm. some habit that they want mm. to get get rid of. Yeah, or maybe a colleague who's got a child or a husband who struggles with an addiction. And I think it's sometimes really hard for people who are not in that situation. Mm. Because this person is just complaining all the time, and this, this is a never-ending story. Mm. It feels like that sometimes, mm. because mm. the problem goes on and on and off. Uh, often before the, the addict is able to stop, there's, there are years of denial. Mm. Mm. And where this person, whether it's a partner or maybe a mother or a father or parents that are struggling with their child that is addicted to drugs and how the person steals from them. Mm. And, and many people say, man, just, just kick him out of your life. But it's hard. And that's mm. often what people tend to say because they, they just think, but this is not possible. And I mean, it is not sustainable. You cannot mm. do that. There are certain things you need to have boundaries. Yeah. But it's not as easy always mm. as, you know, just the recipes people give you from outside with the best intentions in the mm. world. Mm. Because they, because you are not in that person's shoes and you don't know what they experience. You know, Frederick, um, one of the days before um, uh, we came to the studio, I spoke to one of the people that we're going to have an interview with. Um. And, um, and that person just said to me, um, I, you know, I just need to make sure that when we have this conversation with you, I'm in a safe place. I need to sit in my car because currently my child um, is struggling with a very active phase of the addiction and he might burst in there and start talking to me or disrupt us. And, and that just helped me to come to the, to the deep agony again and the, the, the very practical struggle mm. that people have when there's someone with an addiction in their home. And of course, it could be different addictions, right? Mm. We, we're not only we're talking about addiction to alcohol, addiction to drugs, process addiction, like yeah. you said, mm. sexual addiction or porn addiction or games. Gambling. Gambling. And that person knows, you know. Uh, I think that's the hard part for, for partners, to know that, to see that this person struggling with the addiction is actually busy with self-destruction. Yeah. And Frederick, even just this past Tuesday in, our, in my group where I am supporting people and being supported, um, someone said the most difficult thing is to see how people, how this person with the addiction is destructing themselves. Mm, mm, and mm, it's hard. Mm, mm. I remember I said to you years ago, it's hard when our children grow up because when they're young, they run into a glass door and you see they're going to run, you, they're going to hurt themselves and you grab them and you, you help them not just before they run through that door and they would have been in shards and they would have, you know, full mm, of blood. Mm, mm. You save them and you take them away. And now it feels like when you're older 
and we see our children doing maybe destructive things that they're going to get deeply hurt when they're adults, you cannot even tell them there's a door. Or maybe you can say there's a door, but they keep running. They say, just leave me. It's my life. I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then you need to keep quiet. And when it happens, you need to pick up the pieces without blaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or help mm-hmm. them and take them to hospital or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, so um, I, I read an article by Karen Young, mm. and um, she was very specifically saying that we need to love the person who is addicted mm. and love them in such a way that we do not enable them mm. or help them in their addiction, but to help them as a person, mm. to love them as a person mm. and and not to help them in right. their addiction. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's a very, very difficult distinction or discernment to have, mm. Um, mm. to really love that person. Mm. Yes, no, it, it's very, very difficult. And we cannot do this without Jesus. Mm. Really. Mm. There's just mm. no way. Mm. Um, so often in times of your active addiction, um, I would come be at the end of my rope. And I mean, I speak to women all the time in the mm. counseling that I do, um, where they just say, I, I don't know what to do. You know, my husband gets up early in the morning and that's when I know he goes to the phone and he looks at stuff and I start shaking and shivering. Mm. And and then I just cry out to Jesus and I ask him to help me because mm. I know there's nothing I can do. If he's going to do it, he's not going to do it. I'm mm. powerless. Yeah. And um, I ask Jesus and, and I can talk to him and it, I can divert my attention because I cannot save my husband. I mean, even if I go and confront him, that doesn't mean he's not going to do it again mm. tomorrow. Yeah. So we really need the Lord. We need to cry out to him and to know that he is closer than a brother. Mm. He, he is our comfort. He is our wonderful counselor, our mighty God. And mm. even if nobody is there, he is there. And I can really, really testify to it. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes we feel lonely. Mm. Mm. But then we get to a time where he just comes to us again and sends someone to us or, or bring a gift to us. But let's mm. talk more about this after the break, Frederick. Um, I see it's time for us to Yes, go. let's do that. Frederick, just before the break, I said to you that, testified to you that that Jesus is closer than a brother, Mm, that he's really mm, so close. mm, mm. And I've realized that in the most difficult times, that even now sometimes we still experience in our relationship when I feel lonely Mm. or when we just misunderstand each other and we just really struggle, that in the, and not only in our relationship, in any difficult time in life, that God gives me some gifts. Mm. And that is so beautiful that in the times when I feel down and out, he gives me a book, a very special book to read that Mm. I just love Mm. and Mm. I can Mm. just go to for that moment. Or recently when we moved to to Strand, I started discovering the beauty of swimming in the ocean where there Mm. aren't waves because, (laughs) as you know, I'm too scared to swim where there are waves and where I can just enjoy that. And Mm. it's it's like a... A place where I can meet with his goodness in the water and just feel safe and just experience his goodness and his kindness, Mm. even amidst the whatever struggle I'm facing. Yeah, absolutely, Suki. I can just relate totally to to what you are saying. 
And uh, one of the words that you used was loneliness. Mm. And um, uh, even now in our in our relationship, so I may not be acting out on my addiction any longer, but there is still addiction behavior. And one of my default uh, negative behaviors is to withdraw um, and to sometimes even cut you off and uh, even avoid you. And it's not intentional. It's not like I make a decision, now I'm going to withdraw. Mm. It it's almost like a default behavior when I'm not in a perfect, healthy, emotional uh, place that these old default um, patterns mm. that are negative seem to so automatically kick in mm. and they are triggered. Right. And uh, I can totally understand why you feel lonely. Mm. And, uh, and that's why I think it is so important that we realize that any addiction is not an individual's problem, mm. but it's a family problem. Mm. It's a family problem. It's a friend's problem um, because they are all involved. Uh, and I know they often say with alcohol addiction, alcoholism, there are at least 16 people that are directly um, affected and influenced mm. by the alcoholic and his behavior or her behavior. So it's really a family uh, issue that needs to be addressed as a family. And that's why I'm excited that we can speak about family and friends of those struggling with addiction. Mm. And we really want to look at the realities, the, the restoration and the redemption mm. that is available for, for family members and friends in the face of addiction. Right, right. Mm. And just acknowledge that... Um that sometimes it's hard to love the addict. Mm. It, it's mm. hard. Very it's, difficult. And it's also hard for the addict to experience love because I'm thinking in those times when you get so, when you cut off, my old pattern of my codependent behavior was for me to pursue you mm. and to try and get you or to try and help you or to to try and help you to see what God is saying or whatever. Mm. And as you know, that was not the most helpful behavior because I cannot fix you. I mm. cannot save you. And I think that is what's so hard. And I, I'm sure that people that are in the same boat now will just hear my heart. How different, difficult it is sometimes not to try to help that addict. Mm. Because helping is not, like you said, it's not always healthy helping. The different ways to love an addict is sometimes just to let him be. Yeah. Mm, and then mm. um to so what often seems for people outside that are not in the addictive relationship where there's an addict might think that this person is cruel. Mm. Because this this partner of the addict or the parents uh, how could they do that? How mm. could they not give him money or how could they not um help him when he's so depressed? Mm. Um mm. I, I, I immediately, Suki, I'm thinking of the analogy that you talked about, is that the addicted person is running to that glass door and there's no sign or something on the, on the glass sliding door and they're going to run right into that door full speed, have a bloody nose or even break the glass. 
And now we are saying to the friend, family and friends, just let him run into the door. Mm. And I, I cannot imagine how difficult it must be for family and friends mm. to basically let it be, to, to let him run into that door. Um, I mean, if you say that to somebody who's not addicted, mm. and in other words, you see this person is not addicted, but they're running towards the door, and you stand back and you say, mm, let's see what's going to happen. That would be cruel. That would be so cruel, uh, unfriendly, um, almost wishing harm on that person. Mm. But to say to the addict, listen, I cannot help you. You, there can only be help and change for you when you decide yourself, ah, oh, I think there's a glass door in front of me. Maybe I need to slow down, or maybe I need to change my direction. Maybe I need to make changes in my life. And often for the addict, it only comes after they've hit the glass door and they realize they've got a blood in their nose. Okay, next time, I'm going to do something differently. Mm. And uh, it's only in those places that they can start making a change. Mm. And it's all the time the spouse or the partner or the friends that have said, hands off. Yeah. Let them experience the consequences of their own actions and their own decisions mm. and their own behavior. And I know if I would have come in in that time and say, there's a glass door, mm. you would be really angry with mm. me. That would not be helpful. And you would <laughs> yes. still go into that door yeah. anyway because mm. you think, I'm so stupid to tell you there's a door, mm. can't you see mm. there's a door, but you go into it anyway, right? Yeah. So that is what's so, so it, it's, that this is what it makes it so tricky. Mm. That reminded me, Frederick, of um, a story that I know it's not, uh, we haven't spoken about it before, but I, I think it's an appropriate time for this story that we often do, um, in counseling with uh, with partners of addicts. The story about, uh, we always say the story has got a few chapters. The first chapter of the story is the person, um, you're on your way to the woods. And on the way to the woods, there's a hole. And you walk, you're on your way to the woods, and there's a hole, and you, you fall into the hole. Chapter one. Chapter two, you're on your way to the woods. There's a hole but you don't see it, and you fall into the hole. Chapter 3, you're on your way to the woods. There's a hole, and you see the hole. And you really, you think, oh boy, I shouldn't be, but before you know, you're in, you're in the mm. hole already. Mm. Chapter 4, you're on your way to the woods. There's a hole. And you, you almost fall into it, but you just get it right not to fall into it. Just, and you, just to you go walk, around you it. You walk around the hole. Mm. Chapter five, you're on your way to the woods and there's a hole and you walk another road. Mm. <laughs> Take a different route. Yeah. yeah. So this is a powerful story. It, it sounds so stupid, mm. but this is exactly what happens not only to the addict, but also to the partner of the addict. Mm. Because you know you shouldn't tell that person that. Mm. You know that, but you keep doing it. And then maybe one day you find a way to go around it. And another way, you find a way to walk another road, which doesn't mean you leave the relationship, but maybe 
you just leave that person and go and swim mm, mm. <laughs> or do something different and just remove yourself from that situation. Mm. You know, Suki, um, one of the things that uh, Karen in that article said was that you're dealing with somebody different. Mm. So the person that you knew before they were addicted and the person that is addicted are different. Mm. And you cannot deal with them, and this is our tendency, I think, deal with the person as they were before the addiction. Mm. You're dealing with a different person now who is untrustworthy, who um, has behavior that is hurtful and harming. Um, inside, they're the same person. They still have wonderful good because they are created in the image of God. That mm. doesn't change. But they are different. Mm. The way they think, their logic, their logic is not the same as yours. It's often distorted thinking. D very distorted thinking and, and perceive things very, very differently. What uh, the partner or the spouse of the, the parents addict, or the parents of that mm. addict, addicted person, what they say mm. in a kind and friendly way. I can remember how many times you said kind things to me, affirming things to me, but in my shame and in my addiction, I twisted them to be mm. negative, mm. and I went into a negative spiral that, man, that was so difficult. Mm. 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 Yes, so it's, I, th I think the most important thing is reality, hey? Mm. Mm. So mm. because that person often doesn't see the reality, yeah. but... The partner often doesn't see the reality yes. because I know I so much wanted to believe mm. that I can believe you. I wanted to believe that this is over, mm. that I kept believing it when it wasn't over. Mm. Mm. Where both mm. of us then did not live in reality. Yeah. And, and how difficult it is for this person struggling with the addiction to see the reality mm. of these patterns and the hole that the, he keeps on falling in. And for the partner. Mm not to keep falling into those holes. But I think missing the reality is actually insanity mm? Mm. Um, because we, we are doing things over and over again that we say we're not going to do again right. and we expect some different result from that uh, behavior and it doesn't come. That's really insanity. And the same for the addict and the same for the partner. Absolutely. So... Um, this is a very tricky journey, mm. Suki, that um, family and friends and colleagues mm. or family of colleagues um, mm. are going through and journey that they embark on. So, Frederick, I want to end off with a prayer for us today. Mm. That's not something we always do in this program, but I feel today I want to do it and just pray for friends and families of, of addiction, especially in this time over Easter. Often holiday times are a tricky time mm. because we're together and we we want to have this holy time and our lives just look so different. Yeah. So let's just end off with a prayer and then you can just see us out with the last comments. Father God, we just bring to you our friends here that are listening to the program. Lord, we know many of them are in the position where they are friends or family members or partners of addicts and how hard it is. And Father, we just pray for your resurrection power to mm. manifest in their lives and the lives of people struggling with addictions during this time leading up to Easter, Lord, that we can cry out to you and get something 
of your resurrection power, mm, even yes. if nothing changes, just in our lives, um, to know that you are there and that you are our ever-present help in need. Mm. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Suki. And um, Comments? Yeah. So, listeners, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, if you have any comments or remarks or questions, please direct them to Frederick Suki, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K-S-O-E-K-I-E, at kpulpit.co.za. And if you missed this program or came in halfway through and you would like to listen to the full program. Or maybe send it to your friends who are struggling with this. And if there are friends that are struggling and maybe you know somebody that has a family member, uh, go to the podcasts at www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. And see you next week where we'll continue with this very, very important discussion. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.